Thank you for joining us today. I'm Dan Herbert of Distributed Sound and Video, a specialist audiovisual solutions provider for places of worship. This is our second episode in our series of podcasts to explore firsthand the effect that the coronavirus lockdown is having on churches in the UK. As always, we'll be speaking to a different minister to find out how they've responded to the challenges faced by the lockdown. In this second podcast, we'll be hearing from Father Gareth Jones of St Mary's Church, Ilford. The coronavirus uh, pandemic and crisis throughout the world has, of course, caused massive problems and challenges for those of us who are used to regularly gathering together for whatever reason, because we simply can't gather and churches are not exempt. Churches were closed very early on in the UK and worship was restricted to broadcasting or pre-recording services by the church leader, by the priest, the minister on their own, initially from their churches and then in the Church of England even that was stopped and we had to uh, live broadcast or pre-record worship from our own homes. As I speak to you today it's the towards the end of May and clergy have been allowed back into their churches to broadcast services but under very strict conditions and only with members of their own household for that means for many of us we are on our own but one of the greatest challenges I think for me that was presented at the beginning of March when it became evident that churches were going to close and that contact with people was going to be in most circumstances disallowed was how to administer pastoral care and how to have a cohesive and coherent approach to pastoral care at a time when everybody in whatever way is vulnerable but of course within our communities there are those who are more vulnerable than others and I was really keen together with my team that nobody should fall through the net so we spent a whole week of sleepless nights trying to put together various strategies and initiatives to ensure that everybody remained connected, that everybody got the care that they needed, and that nobody fell through the net or felt alone or isolated any more than anybody else. And so to that end, I put together a pastoral calling team. I divided up the church community among five or six people. And that means that every two or three days, everybody who is on the parish database gets a call from one of these people. And that's been a wonderful, wonderful experience because not only has it ensured that nobody slips through the net, there is regular contact with everybody. It's meant that relationships that have been um, established for many years have deepened and strengthened and people have got to know other people who they've sat next to in church for years or decades at a, a much deeper level. I think that the second greatest challenge was how to continue worship. The church's central mission, if you like, is to be a worshipping community and that connects to being a community of pastoral care because it's through our worship that we offer our, our pastoral care as a worshipping community. Pastoral care sort of stems out of the worship of God. And so those were the two greatest challenges, continuing in worship in an identifiable and stable and reassuring way, and also ensuring that pastoral care was offered. 
the technology that I decided to use was Facebook. I, hadn't, I didn't have a Facebook account. I came off Facebook a long time ago. But I decided to try and use the Facebook Live to live broadcast services. I didn't want to pre-record services. I wanted to still have a sense of a community coming together at a specific time in real time and worshipping together. And that meant that I couldn't put together a nice slick uh, pr production. It meant that what got broadcast um, and gets broadcast is live, um, warts and all. But I know from feedback that people have been reassured that they are gathering with members of the church family and actually members of uh, other churches up and down the country and indeed the world to gather in real time in worship of the Lord at a specific time each day. And so we have daily worship. We broadcast that live on Facebook and then there is about 24 hours to be able to catch up with that worship if for whatever reason you've missed it. But I have encouraged my people at least to try and come together at the regular and usual times of worship each day. That's 10 a.m. for Mass, 5.30 p.m. for evening prayer, a couple of other services on Sunday. And um, it's been really heartening to see the comments in the live stream as we've worshipped together. Of course, one of the downsides of Facebook Live is that once I turn that camera on and go off to say evening prayer or say mass, I have no idea what's happening at the other side. And there have been a few occasions, not least today, uh, in church on Sunday when the live stream failed and I continued with the service, but there was nobody uh, with me at the other side. In a sense, that doesn't matter because the worship of God uh, continues regardless. There have been many teething problems with the new technology. There are limitations with Facebook. There were some four uh, copyright issues when Facebook thought that we were breaching hymn copyright when in fact we were using recordings of hymns from our own church. Uh, we managed to get over that by uh, providing ID details to Facebook and also setting up a Facebook page rather than broadcasting live from my personal Facebook page. One of the greatest obstacles to overcome is that now we've uh, returned back to being able to broadcast from church, is that there is no broadband in this church. And in fact, it's not possible easily to get broadband into this church. We've had various quotes ranging from 10,000 to 13,500 pounds, simply because the network infrastructure isn't in this area. Therefore, I've had to rely on 4G, uh, that has not been very good, and in fact last week when we broadcast from church, the quality was so bad that uh, the people couldn't follow it. So it's been a learning curve for me. I've uh, invested in MiFi, which of course is also 4G, but it's on a different network operator. It's on the network operator for the mast that we have in our church tower, which means that the signal is strong, and so far uh, that is working really very well. Other teething problems, I guess, have been down to not knowing what other people have been seeing at the other side of the camera, and certainly the first couple of weeks, not really getting the setup of the area quite right, so that um, there are a few occasions when either my head or my arms or my feet uh, were chopped off, or I was too close to the camera or too far away. Do I foresee the use of 
adopted technologies post-lockdown. There has been some call for that from members of my own congregation who otherwise struggle to get to church. I have mixed feelings about that. It could encourage people not to come to church. And of course, the church is about a gathered community. At the moment, we cannot gather physically. We have to gather digitally. But this is for a time. I do know many churches who do live stream. I guess that is much easier when there is the broadband in place and technology in place. I think that there will be some use of the lessons we've learnt during this lockdown period in the post-lockdown period in terms of broadcasting services, particularly in the first instance when people may, even if they're allowed, be reticent about returning to church. But I have mixed feelings and I'm undecided about going lock, stock and barrel and live streaming every service as we've been doing for the past few months. It's really interesting to hear how people are using different platforms and the challenges and struggles they have with some of this technology, particularly when it's thrust upon them and it's just something you need to get on with and do. Next time we'll be speaking to the Reverend Simon Harvey of St Mary's Church, Bury St Edmunds.